trauma at its at its simplest form is just a moment when your nervous system gets dysregulated a moment where your whole body turns on an alarm and when your whole body turns on an alarm whether it's uh-oh there's the car pulling on the gravel driveway the person that drinks and comes home and is abusive is pulling in or uh-oh mom's got that expression on her face so better not say anything it can be small moments big moments but when your nervous system goes into a state of alarm your brain kicks into let's record everything in hyperspeed so we can remember this so i can protect you in the future and that pattern locks and that's why so many adults continue to stay trapped in patterns from their childhood that they don't even remember welcome to pocket watch podcast i'm zach cruz jake Kristan. Hey, I know y'all heard that. We do have hey. a semi guest today. It's going to be our um, our counselor today. She's our re- <laughs> our resident social worker. We got our resident social worker in the house. Uh, not a better episode to bring her on. Uh, she's she's got her social work degree and stuff, so she knows a lot more about this shit than we do. But uh, it's perfect, perfect episode for yeah. her to come on. We got we're going to be talking about traumas and whatnot. What? Wh- why not have our resident social worker come on for this? I'm excited. It's perfect. And nervous. It's perfect. It's perfect. Because, you know, I think you'll, we'll bring you on here and there for certain episodes where it calls for it. And I think this is definitely an episode for that. Great for start. Sure. <laughs> oh, great start. Uh, shout out to everybody that's listening to us, yep. sharing us. Uh, keep 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 pushing our shit. Keep liking. Keep subscribing. Keep following up with us because we're only getting better. I know you guys can see the progress and the growth. We working yeah. hard for this, man. Yeah, we, definitely. We, we're trying to keep pushing this and get better every week, man. We definitely catching a little bit of momentum. Um, so it's dope. And we do appreciate you guys week after week tuning in, giving us that love and that support. Um, if you guys are on the Block 105, thank you guys for tuning in. You guys are kind of like our, our new family that we've been uh, joining in with. So if you guys want to go ahead and hit us up on our socials, you can check us out on Instagram at Pocket Watch Podcast. It's all together. Spelled, you know, regular pocket watch <laughs> podcast. You know, yeah, and you you're not getting the full episodes for the most part, probably. Yeah. So if you want to get the full episodes, go check YouTube, go check Spotify, Apple. We're on everything. Pocket yep. watch podcast. Yep, exactly. So come, come, uh, give us some love. Um, tell me, if you guys want to recommend anything, go ahead and let us know. We can definitely um, have some conversations, whatever you guys want to listen to, whatever you guys want to hear. Yes, We'd love to give it to you guys, you know, so it is what it is. All right. Uh, I think so we'll, we'll get jump into it. We'll get into this. Uh, my, we'll do the weekly success and failure. Um, yeah. Well, I'll start with my success since we're talking about we catching some momentum and stuff. Uh, this past couple of weeks, I stumbled across a couple of apps for my phone and uh, that shit. We flying with them. If, man. if y'all haven't seen all the uh, all the posts on Instagram, <laughs> we haven't seen all the thumbnails everything like that this man crew's putting in work we bet we're rebranding we're oh, repackaging yeah. all the, all of our youtube videos um if you notice if you're listening on spotify or apple our our you know our picture looks different now so it's it's we're trying to look more official we're trying to look good um that uh, shit makes me feel really good another like, looking thing, at it looking another at thing it. too is uh if you're listening on a spotify um i think it's actually going to be this episode that i'm actually going to be um testing it out we might be having video on Spotify. Um, there's a feature on when we upload our stuff. There's a feature for us to be able to upload videos with our stuff. I'm actually going to try it with this episode. I'm not sure if it's going to work or not, but maybe if you guys actually listen to our Spotify, maybe open it up right now. Go check to see if the video is playing. Um, I haven't tested it yet, so we're going to see if that actually works. But you guys might actually be getting our videos on Spotify now, too. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. So. Dope. I mean, that'll be my success this week. I think it makes us look a little more official, you know what I mean? Uh, so yeah. the work we put in can yeah. matter a little more. Yeah. Um, and then my failure, 
I've been I've been like working out good and whatnot, but I've been eating like shit. Yeah, and it made me think because like, like those that like love food, right? Like you get happiness out of food, and then when you hit like, and I'm not old by any means, I'm still a kid, <laughs> but like, like I'm at 25 right now. That start to hit that age where it's like, yeah, you can't eat the way you used to eat. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? So like, I'm starting to get starting to realize that and starting to get used to it, and I've been. Uh, eating like shit Which is my failure But I gotta start Tightening up on that one For I sure What about you Jakey Boo I'm getting Hold on No you're <laughs> You're good uh, So uh, My weekly Success would be um, Doing some house projects So I like what the you doing? coming out. I'm doing the back rooms now. The flooring in the back rooms. Are, are you doing your fence? No, I'm fine. <laughs> the fence. Yeah, <laughs> the fence. That's not. That's not. <laughs> I'm joking. That's done. But the, the, I'm doing the back rooms. You know, we're getting shit done in the house. House is looking nice, so I like hey. it. It's yeah. looking. It's looking more. More nicer, so you be getting ideas when you be doing the oh, walkthroughs yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I be walking through like, damn, I want to tile this up, and I just want yeah. to, you know. But I know all that costs a lot of money, so it's like, all right, we're gonna take it step by step, project by project. But you but save I'll, so much money when you do it yourself. Oh man. yeah, ridiculous Shoot. amount of money. It's it's crazy. Yeah. But you know, so that's my success. Uh, my failure would be, bro, uh, my mental space, man. I'm just trying to, to win that battle. It's, yeah. it's it's harder to do, you know, when. Uh, it's just shit you don't want to do, you know, yeah. especially when it's towards your business, you know, like, this yeah. is, you know, like I have a lot of stuff I have to do and, you know, that I have to sacrifice a lot of stuff that I have to put in forth an effort. And it's just, you know, when you lose that mental game, it's you're, you're losing the battle in total. Yeah, man. You know, so it doesn't, it's, it's detrimental to my process of, of being as big as I want to be. So you're getting better. Hell yeah, bro. Yeah. So that's my failure. Yeah. So for me, I'll start with my failure is actually really similar to you. Um, I just been letting like sh- the stresses of life and just everything kind of get to me and uh, like bog me down a little bit. But I feel like I've been doing pretty decent, hold like pushing through and stuff like that. But um, I've definitely been letting it kind of like get to me a little bit more. Just kind of been thinking, dwelling on things a lot more than I I would care to. Um, so that's definitely something that I've been feeling with this week. Um, but my weekly failure, my weekly success, is kind of um, it's kind of like a broad thing, just because like I'm I'm happy with. The way that things are going, I'm happy with where I'm pushing and like I'm happy with like the momentum that I've seen in my life in many aspects, in many ways. Um, I'm seeing like a lot of momentum and things that I'm doing right now, but I'm also seeing a lot of momentum building up for things that I'm planning for my future and things that like are, are like long term. Um, I don't I guess like long. I don't want to say goals because they're not really goals, but like long term things that may be happening. So that I just see a lot of like momentum building up and I'm, I'm, I'm liking it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. All right, so let's get into it. Oh no, no, no success affiliate for Christian. Uh, At the spot. She didn't want to get into (laughs) it. No, let's skip it. She's like, I'm here to advise you guys. Anyway. This this is my life, guys. No. All right. So so let's get into it, man. So that was our weekly success, weekly failures. That's good. This this week, um, we're gonna get into trauma. Mm -hmm. Um we're gonna talk about Pretty much childhood uh, trauma specifically. I guess yeah, for us specifically it's gonna be childhood trauma. Um I think pretty much like what was our trauma, how it affected us and how we got through it, right? right. And it was a good episode it's a good episode to have Kristan on because she's got her degree in social work and whatnot, so she could kinda <coughs> offer some of those other insights that probably you know we we wouldn't say or or think about. Um and we also what did we do? We took a little test. Yeah, yeah, so we took a little test that um, is called the Adverse Childhood Experiences. ACEs? ACEs. What is that? Um, so ACEs is a little quiz that you take, and it's a yes or no quiz. And they're asking you different type of questions, such as, um, did you 
grow up in a divorce or separated household? Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever been molested? Have you ever um, see your mom get beat? Right. Things like that. And um, if you get a certain amount of yeses, you're more um, more likely to have um, certain experiences in your life. Right. So it's 10 questions. Yeah, right? 10 questions. So of, of the, and it was all traumatizing questions pretty much in different ways. They had right. like emotional traumatizing. They had physical. They had sexual. They kind of had the whole gamut there. Yeah. yeah. And what was kind of cool that we realized when we sat down and took this test, I mean, so, I mean, we could get into the results a little bit, but like, so like me and Zach both scored four out of 10, right? But different on different questions. Yeah. And then Jacob, what did Jacob get? He got eight. Eight out of 10. So Jacob's fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, but it's good. Honestly, it all makes sense to me now. Yeah. It's perfect. Ignore it, bro. I got you. So, uh. And some of those things that I realized too, um, you know, every test, right? Like tests are kind of bullshit sometimes, and, yeah. but it's it's a good way to get like a general gauge yeah. on like right. where you, where you stand, where you sit, because like when you when you get into some of those questions, it's like uh, like for instance, uh, it'll say like no one was there for you, right? And that's not true, you know what I mean? Like yeah. like we've had, but then that's when you realize like if someone, all it takes is someone to do something to fuck you up, right? To get you not, you know, to mess you up mentally or instill something that you didn't, you know, it is what it is. And if there was ever no one there for you, imagine what your results could be amplified by. Right. Exactly. And then the other thing. And that is a fact, that is um, a scenario for some people. Yeah. Right. Right. For you guys, but for some people that would be a yes. Yeah. Right. And then the other thing that test doesn't really factor in is like, I think like, and I don't know, like, not one trauma is worse than the other, you know, exactly. but, but like, mm. sexual trauma, I yeah, think, I is a little different, that, a little you know what I mean? So, so, like, those... Do have, you want me to go into the different type of trauma? What are the different traumas? So, there's emotional abuse, physical abuse, sexual... Um, I said emotional. Um, Start at the top. What is it? Emotional, physical, sexual, and there's more, but I didn't write them down. So emotional, physical, sexual, those mental, yeah. right? Mental, yeah. Which which could be pretty much mental, Emo- yeah, you know what I mean? Mental. So it depends. But um, I think some of those might have more weight than others, right. you know? So it really, I, I, I think there was like a like negative, like a, a physical <coughs> neglect and shit like that too, right? Oh, yeah, physical neglect. Yeah. Um, and it could be things such as like an assault, an accident. Yeah. Um, physical, emotional, or sexual abuse like we spoke about. Yeah. War. Yeah. Um, child oh, yeah. abuse or neglect, um, witnessing a violence act, mm. natural disasters, sudden loss and grief, mm-hmm. um, intense medical or emergency mm-hmm. procedures, and the list goes on. And yeah. and I think the other thing I was starting to think about when we were taking this test, and I like try it. Everybody's listening. Just go try the test real quick and see where you score. But uh, was I wonder the differences too of like self inflicted traumas, right? Which yeah. which we have. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I know people that 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 went through like real shit, but because of the stupid shit they did, you know. But yeah. and that's a huge trauma in their life now yeah. that they got to work through. Versus right. like your. But parent. we're talking about childhood trauma, or there could be generational trauma. Yeah, yeah, no, be, that would be. But I'm just saying, like, I wonder, like, like. The self-inflicted trauma might might mean a little different, might hit a little different than like when you're a kid and and it's you have zero control and somebody else is putting the trauma onto you 
like like physical abuse or something like that versus like I got locked up for a certain amount of time and I got this trauma, but it's because of something I did. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Or I went through like I was facing life in jail. And because I, your own actions. Because of my own actions. Right. But that's traumatizing. But those, yeah, but... But it all results from something. Yeah. But... I, so I feel like I feel like to get to that point, you've had to go through trauma. You have, got, you have had to go through something. True, true. So there's a statistic that is 80% of people in jails and prisons grew up in foster care. Mm, really? Yes. 80%. 80%. Wow. Yes. Holy shit. I didn't know I think it was going to be that so high. So think about That's that. That's pretty damn Those people were removed from their house because of neglect, abuse. Many reasons, They yeah. were displaced. Mm-hmm. So... I think wow! I, I did not know that. That's that's a deep statistic right there. Eighty percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. that almost kind of tells you like a like how we can probably stop a lot of issues in the United States right now. Yeah, and right. and I think that's really big. And it and it's it's funny because like Christian, our resident social worker, was telling us like pretty much it seems like from the results of that test, like if you're within what what is it and 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 the the things that you're more likely to is pretty much just you're more likely to fuck your life up. <laughs> right, so if you have four or higher, which, which is me and Zach, you and Zach, you are two times higher a risk of cancer and heart disease. Like eating wrong, right? Um, five or higher, even four or higher. Some some tests say different, but mm-hmm. um, whatever. Um, you're if you're five or higher, you're eight times higher than. Sorry, I stuttered. No, you're fine. Um, your risk becomes eight times higher of being an alcoholic. Right. Mm. So what is drugs. it for like the eights? Oh, the Because there's something right here where we got the fours <laughs> and then we got an eight. Like, I just want to see what Jacob's more likely yeah, to let's do. Let's see the eights. So heart disease, obesity, illicit drug use, sexually transmitted diseases. Check. So basically, basically, basically everything for this guy except for obesity. Right. Stroke. So it's like, so, and it's weird too, because so like, if you got a kid or whatever, and you're raising them, and, and, and you just, like, how easy is it to just get those, just four yeses on that test, right? Like, I feel like everybody I know probably has four yeses, at least. Yeah. Which kind of tells you about like, and I think that's like, really like, demographical, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's environmental. Yeah, exactly. So I'm saying like. Maybe like where we're at, maybe we used to see people see four, but maybe if you go to like Chirac, Chicago, maybe like the average is nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You know what yeah. I mean? I, I feel like it's like really, really, really big on like the demographic of where you grew up and how you grew and up. And then there is that subtlety of like outliers like like Jacob <laughs> for us. No, but us. I, I mean, like it's I a mean, per- he's the perfect example where yeah. I think like it's almost bad not to go through trauma, right? Like. Like that certain, shit shapes yeah. you a little bit, you know, just depending sense. on what it is, mm. you know. I, know. I feel like I feel like if in you, sense. I, I feel like you can learn lessons without being traumatized by it. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Okay, you know, I'm like you. I agree. I, I mean, I feel like I mean, trauma does shape you. It depends on the extent of how much you got of it, and yeah, uh, just kind of the way it was handled once you got it. You know, yeah, that's all. I feel like that's what matters the most. Yeah, yeah, you know? for sure, for sure. Um, and I, and I think like we were talking about, I mean, like before we get into like, what is our traumas and whatnot, and we'll have Christian kind of chime in and, and give her opinion on, on how, how, what our trauma was, how, you know, how it affected us and how we got through it. Um, I just want to talk about my pops cause I think that's a good, it's a good example. Cause I think the three of us went through shit, right? Like everybody has trauma 
And I think it's, we're great examples because, like, we can say we've went through something, worked through it, and, and maybe better off because of it and or not, you know, whatever. But I just want to talk about my pops because I feel like it was it's a good example of, like, like, for instance, a lot of my trauma was from his trauma. You know what I mean? Like, right. that's that generational trauma right there, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, like, my pops was, he was molested as a child, right? And then that kind of stemmed from all these other things, and 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 he went through other things as well. Like, I mean, he went through foster care and whatnot, and his parents were drunks and shit. But look, look what happens when you don't work through it, right? Like, you become the 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 same people that gave you you, pro- you become the product of your environment, right? Right. And and what's sad is like, um, like I I think he's like he's still working through it, and he's fifty six years old. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like I think. It's important to like identify the trauma so you could work on it, right? Because I think well, he wasn't um, have to growing up in foster care. You're being displaced all the time. <clears throat> you're going from home to home. Whereas if you have a two person <coughs> household or even a one person household, you're getting um, some type of consistency. Consistency, but you have somebody nurturing you, and mm. nurturing is super important important to the to the development of your brain. Mm-hmm. So if you're not getting that the neurons in your brain will die out and sometimes you can't rebuild them. Mm, that's interesting. Right? And yeah. I think too, like, and, and I don't know about you guys, but like, um, even with the, like, let's just say like, so I could just get into mine. So like, even if like with my trauma I went through, I had, I still had like some nurturing. I still had people that were there for me and stuff. Right. And that, that could be the only reason why I was able to work through it. Yeah, you know, like some people go through the same trauma, but they don't have that other person that's there for them, or that other person that's nurturing to them that shows them the other side. Like now, nah, you'll be or allows them to get that quick breath. Like, okay, I could work on this. I could work on myself. Right. You know what I mean, or whatever. But like, for instance, for example, like for me, um, and again, when we talk about this, we know there's people that went through real shit. I think even just us three here, it's different levels of trauma already. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm kind of starting first because I think mine's is more like what a lot of people go through, but like for uh, like because of my dad's trauma, he he became an alcoholic and whatnot. He became because of how his mother was. He was very mistrusting of women and things like that, and that totally went into his marriage, right? Like with my mom, and uh, I would I I would say my trauma that stuck with me, like the one that sticks out. If we're gonna talk about it, is like uh it's 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 not necessarily the drinking right because like i know people that drink all the time and they can handle it and it's good but it was like drinking is different he's more of an alcoholic right yeah right but then like angry right and mistrusting of women yeah and um i think like what it did for me because i remember being a little kid hearing my parents like argue like loud and bad and I and I remember, I remember being like six or seven and seeing my pops hit my mom and stuff. And that kind of continued up until I was like maybe ten or eleven, where I was able to kind of stand up against him, right? Yeah. Um, but so I think with like so that was the trauma for me, pretty much was like, like yeah, everything's good during the day, but then when it becomes nighttime and he starts drinking and stuff like that. That's when you can start hearing certain. You can start hearing him say certain things, or start being a little aggressive here and there. And then, and then, like, if my mom had like traffic on the way home, like you just start hearing like 
all these insecurities pop out like like where were you you know what i mean like what's, yeah. what's going on and then it it, it kind of instilled in me like a little bit of anxiety like 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 now, I'm not gonna lie. Some of some of my insecurities, like that, I worked through in high school, even of like not trusting a girl. You know what I mean? Like I had to realize I'm like, yo, I think I, like I was kind of getting that from my pops a little bit, you know. And um, I think I think that was definitely you know traumatizing for me, and and just uh, not having like that consistent like happiness through it, you know, like just getting that super darkness at night, and then kind of like. Brightness during the day You yeah. know what I mean I think that made me feel like Like nothing's ever gonna be um, Perfect Right So like I'll catch anxiety When things are too good You know what I mean Like when things are going Really really good I'll start to catch a little bit of anxiety Like what's gonna happen Like what's going What's gonna go wrong right now You know Yeah And uh, But I, I will say like Cause I, I, I Even with all of that Like my mom was always like Super And my dad was He wasn't abusive or nothing to me too so that's like that was like the weird one you know like he was he never hit me or nothing like that but like he was just angry at my mom you know Mm -hmm. and it did traumatize me a little bit with that but it this one almost made me better i feel like you know because it was like a perfect i got to like see it all throughout my childhood and then i got to and then i got my mom like this is why it's good to be like a strong woman too like if you're ever going through abusive relationship or something you got a kid your kid sees it and he knows it yep. and he's going to remember it for the rest of his life or she's going to remember it for the rest of her life. Exactly. So just, just know that. And I think some of the big things that turned it into like that turn, some of the big things that allowed that trauma not to last with me was, um, a, having a loving mother, having a loving mother. Um, and, and, uh, the fact that my pops wasn't really a negative towards me allowed me to feel sympathy for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like if he was abusive towards me and yeah. a drunk and stuff, maybe I don't get to have that sympathy for him. You know what I mean? So it, it was more directed to my mother and whatnot. But um, those and two, you know his story, and I didn't really. But see, that's the thing. That you took didn't know it that took time. me time. Yeah, okay. that took me time. Like I had to become older to kind of be like, you know what? He didn't even have, have some con- empathy and stuff. Yeah, he didn't have control. Like, exactly. let's get him better. Let's work through that. But uh, I'm lucky that. Even with those kind of traumatizing events, I still had like a loving mother. It wasn't direct. His anger wasn't towards me. So I was able to feel sympathy. And um, that's kind of how I worked through it was, all right, how do I how do I not become this or how do I become better? Because like even like once they separated, I think I was like 13 when they separated. And that's when he went to the deep end, deep end. Yeah, because like I'm talking about when I was younger and that's when he was drinking and angry towards her. And then when they separated, that's when he became, like, really bad. And that's when it was, like, a lot of, uh, like, your mom this and that, and you know, and stuff like that. But I was lucky, you know, I was lucky enough to see my mom kind of stand up for herself and stuff like that. And, and, and lucky enough to, I don't know, have that understanding, like, uh, you know, he she she did better for herself and it's it's his own fault a little bit you know like mm-hmm. i i never i never like had resentment out of their breakup but is it his own fault yeah right i mean if you start picking back at his childhood and all the experiences he went through right like if he worked through it before he became a grown ass man then maybe you know right shit is a little better but he never got to go 
see anybody for help or anything like that. No, so. yeah, it still hasn't. You know, but like you were able to, you know, you were able to see the the reasons why some of your actions were reflecting off of. You know, you were able to be like, you know what, this is a direct correlation to this situation. You were to be like, all right, you know what, I got to change this. Yeah, and that's you able to see that. And that yeah. was a big thing that you were able to see. I feel like I feel like I feel like people handle trauma differently, um, obviously, but. Like, for me, like, a lot of the trauma that I went through as, like, when I was growing up, I turned I turned that, that hurt and that pain and everything like that, and I channeled it more into, like, this is who I'll never be. Yeah, I'm saying. So you were aware of that, and you were like, I'm going to break generational curses. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah right? kind of, and, you know, because like. Because seeing like, what you saw, that can, Yeah, you know, and it was more so, like, I'll, nev- I'll never be that person. I refuse to be that person. Like, I'll never, ever do it just because, like. I, I know what it felt like and I, I remember seeing it and I remember the things that I went through so like that and like me seeing that like I, w- I would never wish that upon anybody or anything like that so because of the things because of those things I would always I pretty much vowed to myself that I would never be that person and me telling myself that my whole life growing up I always say that like like my my, my biological dad showed me what a man is not right the complete opposite like if, if and if I ever have to like question anything or like that I'd be like Opposite of what opposite of what he was, basically. You know what I mean? And I'm not gonna lie, while we're talking about like like I'm not gonna lie. Like up until maybe like the past couple of years, because like my dad has been living with me now the past year, because he went he hit a rock bottom. Like I'm telling you, since I was thirteen years old, he's been on the decline. Um it wasn't hasn't been since the past year, because I even when he came and first started living with me, I resented him. Yeah. Like I was just like like and that's me not letting go of my trauma, right? Like, that's me not letting go of the shit I went through as a kid. Because low-key, I remember thinking, like... Well, this is awesome. It was like... A, it, feels like it feels like a shadow. It felt like all throughout, like, like my my childhood, it felt like a weight. It felt like a shadow. Like, it felt like... You're holding on. Like, like, it felt like I don't want it to become nighttime. Like, I don't want it... I don't want the, the night to quiet down because this is when shit go- happens. And I, and I promise you... Like when my mom stood up for herself and left, um, and I started living with her a little more, like in her in our apartment or whatever. I de- like for real, I felt the weight go away, right? But it wasn't getting over it; it was just removed. Yeah, like it just wasn't. You weren't living you with can't it. See it. <laughs> and every time I used to go visit, I used to live with my dad two days a week, and I it was like getting it, getting back into it. It's like that, like like just like denial, unhealthy. Like, very reactive, very defensive. Like, everything's defensive. Like, hey, what'd you do today? Like, what? What do you mean? Like, everything's defensive yeah. and shit like that. And uh, up until this past, like, year, honestly, and it's a lot thanks to, like, how we talk and how we work on ourselves with this podcast. And it's a lot of things to, like, um, talking with, like, Santi and stuff like and that. Dale, yeah. and, and how they talk to me about it. And it's like, yo, you haven't even let go of that shit yet. Because look, look at you right now. So when he came back. I felt like, yo, I'm letting that darkness back into my life right now. And this is when I'm at my peak. This is because, like, throughout high school, I had a little glimpse of it because I had to go visit him. When I was in my college days, it was nothing because he was in Tampa. So the only times was, like, when I get a call or I had to send money or some shit like that. But isn't that's not... That's very normal. Yeah. Because you're getting triggered by an event or a person or an environment. Right. And yeah, person. Right, that, that will happen no matter what. Like PTSD victims, it's the same yeah, yeah. thing, you know, or survivors, you know. And that's why I think thing. I'm lucky enough that my trauma didn't affect me so much to where I, I think I could I got rid of my trigger. 
right? Like, I got, I actually was able to get, I, I felt that trauma, I had that darkness and that shadow with me. Um, I was able to leave it for a little bit and know how I'm supposed to feel. This is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And then when it came back into my life and I was a lot, you know, a, little, a lot older um, and I had a little more understanding, it allowed, like, up until maybe four or five months of him living with me was when I started to, like, all right, you got to forgive this guy for that shit. Exactly. Right. And then, like you said, up until now, like, you got to understand it's not his fault that he was acting that way. Because then I learned about shit he went through. Like, like he was molested in his whole childhood. And it's like, yeah, if I went through, I didn't even go. Like, my childhood was, like, amazing compared to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so it's like, all right. So I was able to feel that trauma and, and I lived through it. But, um, and, and I think, I, like, working on it was understanding it and forgiving yeah. it. That's the biggest part. And then that allows me to get rid of those triggers. Because now, like, like now he's doing a lot better. But before he got better, I kind of got rid of those triggers. And I was able to kind of treat him with love and work with it with love. And, and it helped a hell of a lot. And I'm really happy to know, like, that darkness that I did feel or used to come into my life here or there is no longer... Present. Dope, like I'm in control of this now. Right, because yeah. the roles yeah. are switched now. You know, you so it is like the benefits you of I'll it. never do this. I'll never like exa- like you show me the person not to be. Yeah. You show me what not to do. That was always there because yeah. of my mom because she gave me that love and she always gave yeah. me that support. It's like yo, I'll treat women so great because of that. Yeah. Um, but then like to get rid of that darkness and those triggers and like I used to get anxiety about it. You know, like and even Christian could tell you like when she would come. Like, if he would do something that's him, like, be dirty yeah, or yeah. something, and Christian used to say something, I used to, like, snap on her a little bit, you know? Yeah. Or I used to I used to talk bad about him to Christian, like, man, this motherfucker, you know? The, and, like, definitely, and I know, Christian, you could realize this, the past, like, five months or so, it's been, like, we, we, we've been approaching it differently, and it helps me right. internally I, a little bit. So that's really, for me, like, for those that... Dope. That for those that go through that have went through maybe a trauma similar to mine, um, that's maybe the biggest thing you could do. Because there is, don't get me wrong, I know there's a lot of traumas out there that is not like it's not that easy and it's not something you could really work through like that. Yeah, I was lucky enough to have those people around it that were good and then be able to work through it that way. Um, right. and and now I'm happy to say like I'm better because of it. And because of the way I've been able to, like, you know, notice it and and attack it in a certain way and work on it with love, it's kind of like it's kind of like exited me, you know, and I'm I'm really happy to say, like, that darkness won't ever be in my life again, you know, and it's really good, you know, yeah, I want to follow up with that. So kind of for me, um, I'm trying to think of like where I should start, really. So, um, like, kind of when I, like, I'll start from, from, I guess, where I can remember. Um, so, me growing up, um, I didn't really have, like, I didn't really see much when I was younger. Like, you know, two, three, so like that. At least I don't remember much. But I remember that, um, thing, like, my father was always a really angry and short-tempered person. Um, and I remember, like, there was a point where my my mom and my biological dad were kind of uh hitting like a point of resistance in their relationship um at the time i didn't really know a whole lot about what was going on but i guess my 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 biological dad was kind of doing uh some shady stuff like 
on the side and like he actually my mom ended up later on after a couple of years catching that he cheated on her and stuff like that so but the, which which that that could be a trauma in itself it's yeah. like this is my daddy this is my mommy like you're a kid yeah, yeah. these are my superheroes yeah exactly yeah. your whole world and then they, like yeah. oh this happens cheating yeah. i i don't even know <laughs> I, I didn't even know that's what, what started it because at the time i was pretty young and i had older i had older siblings um so I guess they kind of actually found some stuff on the computer and showed it to my mother, actually. That's mm-hmm. how it started. Um, but anywho, so like that kind of started. And like um, I know that they were kind of like in a, in a really tough spot during that time. And I know my, my, my biological dad, I, I mean, I started seeing at least. I don't know if it was before then or what, but like I started seeing that my biological dad started being like really like a lot more aggressive and kind of more controlling towards my mother and stuff like that. And then, like that's when I started like seeing things. He was always, uh, he was always really physical with, um, with us as kids, you know. Yeah. And it, it would always be a lot more than just belt whoopings like that, you know. But um, I was younger. My my younger sister was really young, so we didn't get it as bad as my older siblings. Like my older brother, man, I remember he used to get whipped so bad, man. Like with whatever was in reach, metal bars, broomsticks, whatever was in reach, he would get hit with and he would be left with like bruises cuts and it was like beyond like taking a talking taking a belt to the butt you know like whatever smacking a, smacking your kid's butt whatever okay but like full-on metal bars to the point where you're breaking the metal bars breaking skin causing them to bleed where they got black and purple bruises all over them mm. like like that's that's a little bit too far you know grabbing them by the throat slamming them to the wall punching them in the ribs choking them out and so like that like that's next that's level. Physical yeah, exactly. That yeah. that that's that's just wanted to like make like establish that it was a little bit deeper than that. And luckily, I didn't really get a whole lot of that because at the time I was like four or five. But like he was still really physical uh, to me compared to like what what she, how you I feel like how you should treat a four or five year old. Yeah. You know? And then so that's kind of like where it all started. And um, he was always like that with us. And he was kind of never like that when my mother was around. My mom used to work a lot for so that and. She's always been like a real big go getter for um, like her career and everything like that. So she used to always work a lot. So she, she was he was never like that. My mom was around. It was never kind of really like that. And then it started kind of changing a little bit through their through their attention. So like that I noticed that um, you gotta have to t- you gotta tighten it. Twist it for it. There you, you gotta, go. Yeah, there, there you go. But I I started noticing that he was kind of getting more aggressive. And I remember I remember like the first time that like something happened is that like my uh, my. I have I had an uncle. He actually passed away, but he actually him and his him and his wife came to stay with us. And my uncle was a really really big dude, um, and we were all like hanging out in like one of the rooms, kind of just like dancing, like having fun and drinks like that. I'm not even sure what exactly even happened, but something happened, and my dad ended up like shoving my mom and like smashing to the wall so like that. And I I remember we were all like, what the heck? But basically, like it, that, that night turned pretty 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 crazy pretty fast, and. Um, my uncle almost beat my stepfather, my, my stepfather, my biological dad's ass that night, to be honest. Um, but does that are those certain things you think helped you through that trauma a little bit? Like having a mom that was like such a strong figure, even though seeing her oh, getting hit. One thousand percent. A cousin that supported her. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. But like I, over time, because this is just the start of it, man, from a biological dad. In the beginning, like she was strong, but like I started seeing like. She started to break a little. She bit. started breaking and, and like being a little bit weaker and so that just because I think it was just like so much and like to a point where it's like kind of like my mom always did what she could and I was strong through it, you know. Yeah. But so like that night happened, and then um, I don't remember. I know, I know like that night is kind of like what really started like the official breakup, like the official divorce of my uh, my parents. 
So that started happening. And then when they started like divorcing, my biological dad started getting really, really, really crazy, man. And um, we don't know what happened exactly, but we had a house that we lived in. And out of nowhere, we all just started getting super sick, started having like a lot of issues. Like we were all like super sick, started having a bunch of crazy problems to the point my mom just ended up selling the house because we had so much issues. And later on, my mom thinks that my 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 biological dad like sabotaged the ac system with like fiberglass or something like that because mm. i was going in and out of the hospital all the time because of how sick i was it was like really crazy so we actually and my mom ended up selling the house and we ended up moving and then um my dad's like my dad was like really stalker like really really crazy stalker like he used to call my phone and leave voicemails and stuff like that and be like because i was young at the time like this time i was like i was like seven or so seven eight no, I was like, yeah, probably about like seven. And he used to call my phone. I had my own phone because I used to watch my little sister and me. He would call my phone and leave voicemails and like, I'm going to go to your mom's job. I'm going to fucking blow her head off and I'm going to fucking shoot myself in the face. And you're going to have to fucking live with it and shit like that. Or he'd be like, tonight when you're fucking sleeping, I'm going to come into your, I'm going to break into your house. I'm going to shoot your mother or I'm, I'm going to shoot you and your sister and watch your fucking, watch your mom let you guys bleed out. I'm going to blow her brains. I'm going to shoot myself. And I think that like, and he used to leave voicemails like that on my phone and shit like that. So. It was getting really intense, but what started getting like it started getting like it started escalating more because he started like there was times that he actually did break into our house and he would like leave subtle things to like let us know that he was in our house when we were gone. So like he would he would like that's like mind games, right? Yeah, I remember yeah. like I remember like one time he literally left like lunch meat on the on the counter with like a like a half like a half eaten sandwich or some shit like just that. To, just so you know, I'm yeah, around. like just sh- like just so you know, I'm I'm coming, I'm here. And then I remember one time like like we, like my mom used to always let us. See my like during all this stuff, my mom was still like, "If you want to see your dad, you can see your dad. Like that, that's on you guys." And I was always kind of like a little bit wishy washy with it, but I was just like, you know, whatever. It's my it's my father and and my my younger sister. She she we kind of hid a lot of stuff from her because she was really she was younger. So you know, like when they started divorcing, she was like two, and yeah. then like during this time and all stuff's going yeah. on, she's like three and four years old. So like it's hard to like break down a three or four year old four year old like your father's trying to trying to like threaten to kill us, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, we were kind of we kind of were still going with my dad occasionally. So I remember one time we were doing like a like you know my dad was dropping us off, and I remember he kind of like barged into the house, and then he went to the back room, and my, my parents were speaking. My mom's like, "Oh, just go to your room," and I hear like a lot of yelling, and I can kind of hear like like things getting like knocks like that, like you know, was like this is like people are like kind of fighting a little bit, yeah. you know. So I run to my mom's room. My dad is literally grabbing the phone cord and trying to wrap it around her neck. So. At that point, you know, I started screaming. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like, I'm screaming, stuff like that. And then my mom's like, well, are you going to kill me in front of your son or something like that? And so he kind of, like, just stopped, and he just kind of, like, ran out the house. And I remember, like, another time that, like, we were doing, like, another handoff. And um, we were trying to leave the apartment complex. My my father, my biological dad got, like, in. Because every, every time it was, like, a handoff, it was always, like, some type of talking, some type of BS, you know. Like Did it was you always used to catch anxiety leading up to. Oh the, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, to the handoff, yeah. yeah. So like it was always like some <laughs> crazy shit. So like, like I remember one time we were leaving the apartment complex and my dad like hopped in the and he had, he had like a big suburban and he basically almost ran us off the road and we had to like we had to like pretty much go like on a speed like a high speed chase trying to like run from him and shit. It was absolutely insane. I remember like another time we did another handoff. We were at the mall and it's actually like this. It really got really, really bad when she started dating my stepfather. Because I think at that point he realized that, like, he lost her. Yeah. And, which, I mean, like, after everything you've done, like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, I, I think any sane person would be like, after everything I've done, like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? But I remember, like, this one time um, we were doing, like, another swap. And it was actually for my for my my older siblings because my older siblings is actually not my, my mother's biological kids. Um, he had another marriage before. 
and those were his kids from that marriage. But my mom raised them since they were young until they were like early teens. So like it was basically like those are her kids. Yeah, you know, like my mom. My mom was married to my biological dad for like the better of like ten plus years. Yeah. So, anyways, we were at this. We were at a mall. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was in Sanford actually. Anyways, we were at the mall, and my biological my stepfather sat outside. And like he was like kind of like scoping. Like I remember actually seeing him walk through the mall. He had like a hat on. He had like a little mustache and everything like that. You couldn't even tell it was him, but like I knew him. You know what I mean? So I saw him walking through the mall, and he was like checking on us, kind of like being like undercover. Mm-mm. And out of nowhere, my my biological dad gets like a phone call, and he's like, "Oh, I got to take this call fast. Give me a minute." He goes outside, and my my stepfather sees him go to his car, open the trunk, and grab a gun. And my stepfather called my mom and says he just grabbed the fucking gun. Run as far as you can. And find security and hide somewhere. So uh, we run, we find security, whatever, and um, we tell them like, "Oh, you know, blah blah, what's going on?" So like, they kind of like put us in like a little area, and they kind of like put us somewhere safe. How old were you at this time? At this time, I would say I was probably like between the ages of eight and nine, somewhere around that ballpark. So I remember, um, so I remember like we ran somewhere, something like that, and. Security was there, then the cops got called or whatever, and sure enough, the cops came, and he had a gun on him. He had a gun on him, and then, but I guess by law, you know, he had he had a license to have the gun and everything like that, and he he didn't prove any intent to use the gun or anything like that, yeah. So, yeah. so there was nothing that they could do just based off of that. So, um, basically, they just said, oh, we'll escort you out, we'll let you leave, and then we'll, let, we'll hold him for like an hour or something like that before we let, before we let him go mm. or some shit. So, we left. And then uh, whatever they let him go, um, so like that's kind of that. And after that, after around that time frame, I kind of just realized that like I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to keep doing this stuff because of every time we do something, it's always some crazy stuff that happens on the links stuff like that. And like, so my sister, my younger sister, kind of wanted to start. She she still wanted to go because you know like that's her so, dad. So you stopped wanting to go see. Yeah, I, I I was really hesitant. Like every once in a blue moon, I would go with them, yeah. but I kind of at this point kind of stopped going. I was like, "Oh, you want to go see? Want to go see your dad?" So I'm like, "Nah." And know? how about your older brother? He was already like, well, fucked my, up. my older brother had to live with him Ooh. growing up. So like, mm. that, that's like a whole other trauma because but at that time when because, you guys uh, were going to, he was living with your dad. When he you guys was living were going with my dad because my dad had legal custody. And there was like times where like they would come and live with us for a couple months, a few months, and they would go with my dad live with us for a few months, depending on what my what my biological dad was going through. You know, he would lose his he would lose his apartment. He was super unstable, and so depending depending on what's going on, they live with us on and off. Up, up until like their adult years You know like until like their 20s They were living on and off with us mm-hmm. yeah. Um, But but yeah so that's kind of like where that is And um, I'll kind of jump ahead a little bit I actually stopped I actually stopped speaking to my biological dad Around like 2011 I haven't spoke to him since 2011 And um, the last time I spoke to him I actually got I got in a really bad burn uh, When I was young My parents owned a pizza shop uh, My mom my stepfather owned a pizza shop And I came in one day to do that Whatever and the pizza oven like blew up or whatever it just and i got helicopter lifted to tampa yada yada and i was in medically induced a coma on a ventilator and everything like that for like a week and um i guess while i was there whatever like as i was waking up or something like that i was still like i was still like off of like the pain meds like that so i don't really remember 100 percent everything but i have like i remember bits and pieces but i remember um my biological dad texted me and he was like writing me like, oh, I hope you're OK, buddy. I hope you're like, I, I hope you make it through this. Like, I hope, you know, I love you, yada, 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 this and that. And I remember replying back and I was like, you hope you hope I make it. You hope I'm OK. I was like, after all these years of you threatened to fucking kill me, to kill my mom, like this is probably what you want me to die, blah, blah, you know. And then so 
So that happened. He was like, oh, how dare you say that? You're fucking disrespectful, blah, blah. I kind of like started spazzing on me. And I was like, you know what, man? Fuck you. Don't ever talk to me again. I'm never going to talk to you again. Simple as that. Like, it's, mm. it's just best if we don't speak to each other ever again. Like, yeah. look, there's, there's no point. Like, you don't bring any positivity in my life. You don't bring nothing to my life that's of any value. So basically, I told him, like, fuck you. Don't ever write me again. He was like, oh, you're so disrespectful. And then I blocked him. and never, I never spoke to him again since then. And then, um, so that's that. And then, but my, my, my stepfather was, was kind of his own trouble traumas, you know, um, my stepfather, he, he was, he was a great man, you know, and he's, he's a lot, he's a lot better than my biological dad. That's by far. Um, but my stepfather had his own traumas when he was growing up. Um, and I'm not going to get too deep into that. He's kind of a private man, but you know, he had some issues growing up. So like that, and, uh, he had, he had, like, a bunch of family issues, and he had, like, a lot of neglection. He had, like, a lot of issues that led to, like, him feeling neglected and not loved and yada, yada. And you saw that linger in. Yeah, so, like, like that, that was, like, the background of everything. So he didn't know how to show – the reason why I'm saying that is because he doesn't know how to – he didn't – well, he didn't know how to show love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He – his – his, he – not – there was not a piece of him that knew how to show love. And I think the only person – like, to this day, things have changed, but, like – Back then, like the only person I ever showed him saw him show love to was my mother. You know what I mean? Like mm. he even had he even had a he even had a son of his own, and he never showed his son love. Do like you that. think? Do you think too? Like so, like this is like two traumas right now. Yeah, you know like, what I mean. Yeah. So, do you think too the trauma that you went through as a kid with your biological dad kind of gave you like that that lens that tent that that distrust. For like your step pops coming in a little bit. Oh, so and and maybe reaffirming something a little bit, like oh, this is just how it is. You know what I mean? Like to actually to a certain degree, a little bit. So I definitely saw myself comparing it and was like, oh, this is not as bad as the other one is. He doesn't hit my mother. Yeah. You know, like me and him, me and him got in like some fist fights as like teenagers and stuff like that. We went at it a few times, but like he was not an abusive person. You know what I mean? Like he he was not physically abusive. He was super super mental mentally abusive and emotionally abusive. This guy Jacob always got to get a piss. Zachary, you know, he wasn't even looking at you. <laughs> but um, so he was like really emotional and mentally abusive compared to like, like my other my my, my biological dad was. Um, so, but like for him, like a lot of his issues because he didn't know how to show love and stuff like that. But like, um, you know, he would always he was always like, I didn't really grow up with bullies. My stepfather was my bully growing up. Yeah, you know what I mean. And anybody who knows me, they they know how they know how that is. Yeah, no, I I mean, <laughs> I, like like again, not one trauma is worse than another. But I I like I always knew like when I went to go see go to Zach's crib, like Chad was very aggressive, right? Like yeah, like I wasn't used to that type of aggressiveness, you know. And 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 that was him probably being nice to me. Yeah, you know and what like I mean? and it, 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 and like it's not like aggressive, like physically aggressive. It's no. more so like like verbally he's super verbally aggressive things that he'll say he's super reliant and that. that shit matters like yeah. like it just does as a kid right but like you know what like and there's like a, there's like a pro and a con to it man because honestly like it's a pro because like when people say things to me like to a certain degree um like i'm, I'm i don't really like stress. built for it yeah i'm like point. i'm like man like that's all you got whatever yeah but it's also kind of like almost like a trigger for me because it's like you're not going to talk to me like that because I, I lived a long part of my life with somebody speaking to me disrespectfully and you're not going to talk to me disrespectfully. You're going to respect me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like right. I, I kind of got to the point where it's like I'm not, I, you're not going to talk to me like that. You know what I mean? But it's like also like to the point where like I don't want to say that like I don't really care because like the, the words that people say doesn't bother me. Like somebody's like, oh, you're fat. Whatever. I don't really give a shit. But it's more so like on the respect level that, that I feel yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And like I, I can definitely say like I've gotten better with that. But um, so yeah, I had a lot of issues growing up with like on that side too because of how he was and everything like that, and like basically he he would get joy out of pissing me off and like having me upset and stuff like that, 
So like it that was his own stuff, but um, but how did that? So with 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 your biological dad, um, how does that like how did that affect you? Do you think was there lingering effects of it, or did like the shit you went through with your step pop kind of give you something to work with and work on? I think I think when I was younger, my uh, the things I went through with my my my, lo- my biological dad was definitely an effect. Um, I had a lot of like envy envious towards my step pops because of it. Mm-hmm. More so, like I kind of felt like he was never going to be like a permanent thing in my life. Like expecting it to go the yeah, same way. I that, expect, that I, yeah, I kind of, kind of to a certain degree, I kind of expected it to kind of go like, especially with like how he was. You know, he wasn't like super loving stuff like that. So it was kind of like I didn't really have high expectations in the beginning with it. I was more so just like, dude. Like whatever you know, and I, I was actually I was an asshole to him, man. Like I when we him my mom first started dating, it's crazy because I actually met him before my mom and him started dating. Cause I used to go to my mom's job, and that's how they met. Whatever, and I used to think that he was a pretty cool person, but as soon as I found out that he was dating my mom, I fucking hated him. <laughs> I, I swear to God. So that's how there goes how that initial trauma kind of fucks with your yeah current, exactly that and, current. And you. I think the main reason why is because I saw my mom go through something ugly, and she was actually in a better position, and she was kind of actually finding peace. We ain't doing this, and, again. It, and that's basically what it was. It was more like yeah. we're not going back down this road. Like no, nah, my mom's good. How and she he is. showed some re- he showed some red flags in this. Oh yeah, and def- definitely, you know. So so it was definitely like weary for me in the beginning, but like I kind of noticed that like he actually loved my mom. So that was something that was like really really key for me because it was like you know what like this guy might be a dick to me, but this guy really loves my mom and he treats my mom right. You know what I mean? So like that was kind of something that was kind of like, eh. You know, but like when I first met him, he used to drink a lot. He used to be really crazy. And then my mom, after like a couple of years, my mom basically like, listen, if you're going to keep drinking and being like this, I'm leaving you. Yeah. Like, you, like this is this is not what I signed up for. So he stopped drinking and he started getting a little bit better. Which is good for your mom, too, because yeah. she, yeah. she said that yeah. shit straight, too. She's like, yeah. we ain't going through this no, yeah. again. Not again. My, yeah. my, like, I, and I feel bad kind of for my step pops a little bit because like. And like, and I understand why my mom did not play no bullshit games with him because of what she went through. She's like, I'm not doing this shit again. And like, she's like, I know, I know, I know what I deserve and blah blah. So like, it was really good for her because she set those boundaries early. And who knows where it could have been if she didn't set those boundaries, you know? And it was good for him too, probably. Yeah. yeah. Who knows exactly. where he yeah, could have been? Exactly. Yeah. But like, um, so like, there was a lot of stuff that built up to it. But like, I I, I want to talk about the positive on it because you know, like he he had a dark dark time and stuff like that. And I think he got to the point where he realized that like. A lot of his issues stem from his childhood. And I think it took him his whole life until he was like in his mid thirties to realize this. So you just living with it, and, yeah, and tainting everybody else. Yeah, until exactly. You get over your own yeah, shit. and it's like when he started talking about it, he started like talking to my mom about it. Started talking to me. He hasn't he hasn't told me a lot of everything, but like he would kind of start talking to us about stuff, and I'm like, dude, like that's not healthy, bro. Like that's yeah. not normal, you know. And he's like, oh, fuck it, that's how it is. I'm like, that's no. not how it should be. I'm like, and like we know we would kind of like probe at it a little bit. And I think it kind of caused him to start thinking, like. Hey, you know, maybe maybe I do have some issues from this like that. And so the biggest change from him, man, was that like, and like I don't I don't care like if people are listening, I don't care if you're religious or not. But like, he started like reading the Bible and started like praying and stuff like that. And it really caused him to kind of like self reflect and start dealing with his issues. And he started like, I feel like he didn't want to talk about his problems to nobody, so he bottled it up. But him. Him praying to God gave him somebody to speak to that he didn't have to speak to their face, and it gave him a chance to open up without actually look somebody looking at him in his eyes mm. and him feeling the humility with it. Yeah. So like it kind of gave him that open doorway to actually start speaking about it to himself that he kind of like usually bottled up. This is a way for him to actually open up the bottle and kind of start speaking about it. So I think he started dealing with a lot of his issues with mm. that, and um, I think 
like that so like that started like a whole process of healing for him and it took him a while but man um like he changed so much and it was crazy to actually watch him go through the change because i remember when he was going through the change I was like, oh, this is, this is not going to last. This is like a phase. But I, I kept telling myself, like, because there'll be times that I kept, I kept finding myself wanting to tell him that. And I'm like, dude, like, don't tell him that because that's going to be like the turn from this. So yeah, like, I was always telling myself, like, there'll be moments that he would start saying something. And I'd be like, man, shut the fuck up. Like, this is just some shit you're going through right now. You're going to be fucking chatting in a couple weeks. But I, I, I used to always hold that for myself and me saying it because, like, I didn't, I didn't want to tell him that it. because I'm like, you know what? If this is something that does change him, then great. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. But anyways, it got to the point where, like, over, like, a course of, like, I would say a few months, maybe even close to, like, a year or so, like, things were a lot better. And, I, and like, the moment that it actually hit me that things were a lot better for him was that I actually totaled. They were, my mom was out of town, and my step-pops was uh, out working. He's a truck driver. He was doing over, he, you know, he, he was overnight. And my mom was out of town, and I took one of their cars, and I totaled it. Yeah. I cra- And I spoke about it on a podcast before. Yeah. I, I crashed in and totaled it. And man, the amount of fear that I had in me, not, not even from the accident, more so like what's going to happen to me because of this, um, was absolutely insane. My step pops came home, man. He looked at me and I could tell he was so pissed off and he was working everything in his whole body. And he looked at me and he, I remember like, it was like, it was the craziest thing. Cause I remember like I heard him pull up into the driveway and I knew he was home. I came to the kitchen table, the dining table and I sat down. I'm like, okay, I'm ready for Let's this. Do this. Yeah. I already knew, I already knew what time it was, you know? <laughs> so he walked into the door. He looked at me. I could see his face. He put his, he put his work duffel bag down. He looked at my face and we just kind of sat there and stared at each other like eye to eye for a couple of seconds. And he goes, <laughs> are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, come here. And I'm like, oh, this is it. You know, we better start fighting. Yeah. And he goes, give me a hug and pulls his arms open. And I'm like, oh, I I'm like, what change? Yeah. So he gave me like, he gave me like a big hug. And that was the first time my step pops gave me a hug mm. ever. And like, this is like, I would say maybe like nine years of me knowing this guy, living with this guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like my, him, him, my mom already married. They already have another kid and everything like this, is like nine years. I think this is like the first time he actually gave me a hug. It really seems like to me, um, just to kind of like not wrap up, but like to push forward is like. It seems like you had your childhood trauma with your pops, your biological pops. Yeah. And then you kind of like semi revisited it with your step pops. Yeah, it was it was it was different. Do, a little bit. do you think different. do you think like the fact that you were able to work on it and get through it and you guys kind of like are great and have a you guys were able to resolve those issues with your step pops? You think that helped you kind of work through and resolve that trauma that you had cuz it's from what it sounds like there was zero closure, zero resolve. You know, zero resolve with, my, with, my biological with your dad. biological yeah. dad. One thousand percent. Um, so actually, like, um, my, my my biological dad, like, I've forgiven him, and like, it is what it is. Like, what he did is what he did. You know, he's he remarried. He has he has kids and stuff like that on his own. And I I, I wish him the best, man. I hope that I hope that he's the father to them, and he's the he's the husband to to the to that to his wife now that he was never before. I I truly hope and pray that. But like, my stepfather filled that void that i had in my life to so, let you to let you feel that way exactly so like i don't ever i don't have that i don't have that void missing in my life that makes me want to be like i want to rekindle everything with my father with my biological dad because it's like i have i have a dad i have a father right here you know what i mean so i don't have like that urgency i don't have that feeling to even want to even try to rekindle anything with my life my yeah. dad because he feels everything that i need so it's like why do i need this guy in my life you but how I mean? about this how about like when your biological dad reached out to you when you got burned <laughs> You were still kind of going through shit still. Like, you oh, still had that trauma I, with you. Absolutely. And you were still in the middle of what you were going through with absolutely. your stuff. I, I, I think I'm So you were, you were very much, like, 
So like that's that's a good example of how that trauma affected you. Yo, fuck you, dad. You yeah. don't really want me to live, like yeah. you know, whatever, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I was in I was in a hurtful moment at that moment, and that's really how you show how that traveled with you and how you carried yeah, with definitely. carried it. And then it's great to it, see, it's it, crazy because like this is like nine years, like because I think I got burned. I don't know. I was like thirteen, fourteen, or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. So like this is like we're talking like this is like I didn't I didn't my parents my parents started divorcing when I was like five or six or some sh- some yeah. shit like that. They started divorcing, and I'm over here thirteen, fourteen, like. Fuck you! This is this is bullshit. You know what I mean? So like, this is years and years of dealing with it. You know, <laughs> but it, it seems like it took you to kind of revisit that trauma and then work yeah. through it and actually get some resolve to, to be able to say, "Yo, I hope he's happy. I hope he's got his whole family." Like I yeah. honestly think, you know, whatever. Like if he reached out to you today, would you have he, the same he, response? He, he writes me every couple of years. And I, do I, you have? I the leave same? him on red. But so it's, it's at least a little better of a yeah, response. He, he writes me. He's like, oh, you know, blah, blah. And I used to have him blocked online. I, I don't block him, man. Do you think any of those traumas still sit with you now? Like, you think they affect you at all? No, I, I don't I don't really think that they that they affect me, like, too much, to be honest. um, I, I know that, like, obviously, like, like what he did is like that. Like, I know that it's, it's still there in my head, you know yeah. what I mean? But, like, I don't think it affects me. It doesn't really, like, bother me at all. I guess, like, the only way that I can say that, like, it actually affects me is just more so just, like, I'll never be that person. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? Like, I hold it there, but... um. I, I just don't I don't don't see no purpose in me in me rekindling anything with him. So you yeah. don't think for the rest of your life you're gonna just try to say hi? No purpose. I can understand. No, I and I don't I don't see a purpose with it because like to me I it's agree. like it's almost like some guy in the street, you know what I mean? Like I have I have my dad. My stepfather is my yep. is my dad. And I don't I don't see no reason to to even have to even have that rekindled. A lot of my other siblings have rekindled with him. Like my younger sister, she yeah. still speaks to him. My older and brother, everybody else still speaks. I think honestly, I think all of my siblings speak to him except for me. Right. Personally, you ready? If you don't want, if you don't want. But to, I do choice. think there's growth in going from anger to to indifferent. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. growth, right? Yeah, because before I used to say, if I when I got older, I was going to kill my father myself. Right. When I was a kid, I used to literally say that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, str- I'm gonna kill my father with my own bare yeah. hands when I was a kid, and now it's just like, bro, you know, I hope, the, I wish the best for you, bro. I, I wish you do good. I wish you were everything that you weren't before. I, I yeah. truly hope it. So look how, look how, look how it's like a blessing almost. Like yes, your 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 step pops' tr- own trauma helped. Like you guys resolving that together, kind of, yeah. you know, yeah. helped you get over your previous mm-hmm. problems, you know, and that's a blessing right there, bro. Definitely, Growth. yeah, that's growth. That's that's mm-hmm. big, man. Go ahead, right. Jacob. You, you, you the, you're the man of the hour right now. Get, oh. get, to, get to your shit, bro. Start. start, uh, start yo, be quick. I'm nah, just fucking with you. I'll be quick. I ain't got a lot of nah, hey, 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 listen. I'm, I'm going to drop it right here, though, because if you guys are on the Block 105, you guys' time a lot's going to be dropped off soon. Um, so if you guys wanted to finish listening to this episode, definitely check us out on Spotify Podcasts. I meant Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everything like that. Even Joto. on YouTube, yeah, everything <laughs> like that. Because the, the, what this guy Jacob's about to drop, man, is probably going to be <laughs> it's probably going to be more than both of us combined. And you guys are definitely want to get into that. Nah, for sure. nah, nah, we're short and sweet. Short nah, no short and sweet, bro. Give it to them, bro. Open up, bro. I, just, I, I went. I went. No, I don't know. What was it? What was your trauma? We're being vulnerable. I mean, here. my trauma. My trauma is just it's 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 a whole little uh, it's a whole little mix of my childhood. Man, man. Just just start. Like I honestly, I'm gonna say this just because that's what ends up being trauma. Me and my family right now, we're like glue. Yeah. yeah. The only reason we're like glue, when I say like glue, I mean like 
I know I can trust yeah. him to the end of the world is because of what we went through together. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like our bond is on some next level shit. I mean, we you, we talk yeah. shit. You see the way we talk yeah, to yeah, each yeah. other, but the love, it's there 10 times. Yeah, yeah. yeah 10 yeah. fucking times. Um, I mean, I mean, what's the, what's the standout? What, what's the earliest? What's the earliest childhood that that, that you kind of like think about? I like mean, the trauma, trauma. I was like five. I was like five years old, like five ish and okay. a half. And what happened? Um, we were sitting in a mobile home. Me and my mom. My yeah. mom, like my mom, is the most strongest woman in my life. Just point that out. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. when I say strongest, that's who I see when I think about a, a woman who is strong who can. Get shit done I think yeah. about my mom And handle bullshit Handle the yeah. shit To the T bro yeah. That's like She's my idol Yeah You know So like She's been like Since I was five I had this Father Who I thought was my father Yeah Which wasn't Who ended up not Not being my father Your biological dad yeah. And we didn't know that be- be- Because the definition of, The definition of father and dad Yeah biological father I mean Is, is honestly for exactly. me It's like I my, my stepfather is my dad, bro. So no, it is. Down, you know my, I mean? my yeah, trust exactly. me. So you grew up thinking my stepdad. So was yeah, your dad. I, I grew up thinking my uh, stepdad was my dad. My mom had like a phenomenal situation in in, in the pregnancy because we're twins, as you know. So yeah. it was a situation, and if I explain it in depth, you'll understand it. Because um, she get she kept the real with me, and she kept understanding. I understood it completely because um, my my. My twin brother's father is a piece of shit, like yeah, abusive, yeah. aggressive. Like that's the reason why she broke away because the whole like she basically used to beat her and like you know like try your, to your, just... your twin brother's father. Yeah. Wait, what? So me and my twin brother have a different fathers. That's pretty crazy. Wait, what? So like I was the firstborn, meaning I was the first conceived, and then uh, basically he called her like four days later to pick him up from a party. And he was threatening her because don't forget, my brothers, my twin brother, my sister, and my brother, that's their father too. And they're Jacob's, older than me. Jacob's I, the only one with I, a different dad. So I'm the only one. They're older yeah. than me. I never even knew they're that. The what twin. the fuck? So they're older than me. The, how? So, how what, okay, I gotta look up the statistics on that. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's like 1%. It's, it's less than 1%. What? I never even knew uh, that. That's crazy. Yeah. I knew he had a twin, but so, I never knew it was like that. Exactly. But you guys look so much alike. No, they don't. They got the <laughs> same mom. <laughs> at all. <laughs> what the fuck? Same mom. Twin, though. It's a brother same from mom. the same mother. Same brother, you know? Um, so, 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 mind you, so he was that way. That was the father to my sister and my brother who were older yeah. than me. And that's um, who you thought was your dad? Yeah. Young. So, like, uh-huh. that was the one that basically asked her to pick up from a party. Like, she kept the real. She, my mom doesn't bullshit. My mom talk honest. And, like, not he didn't rape her. Yeah. But, like, he forced himself on her. Yeah. And she didn't, like, she fought it. But, like, she doesn't want to call it rape. Everybody yeah. knows, yeah. And we're gonna it's say that borderline. It's, it's like, that come, borderline, on, come, like, come, on, know, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. You know, you shouldn't be doing it, but... It was yeah. okay in that time frame, yeah. you know? So um, that was about three days after, you know, like, she was with somebody she actually liked, like, you know? So that's what that happened. You know, my yeah. that happened. Um, so basically, my how, mom used to stay in a trailer home. How old were you? So you said you got you just found out, right? So I found out when I was 15. Like, oh, four, like, oh, four, like, like 13. I was 13-ish, yeah. and I found out then. Um, that's, that's another story. That's a fucked story. up age, bro. Yeah, so... I was five, six. We were staying in a mobile home, and then that piece of shit, like my sperm donor, my brother's sperm donor, he was never great. Like yeah. always a fucking dickhead. Yeah. Always a dickhead. Yeah. Um, so you know, like she always treated him like shit. Like fuck him, and that's why I like my mom. I was like, you know, like yeah, like she's fuck you standing up for herself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 fuck you, bro. Like you're right. Yeah, you know. Um, and it would be fucked up because uh, 
And even in certain situations, and, and it was, what was most fucked up was that even before he found out, and it, once he found out, it was worse. But even before he found out, he was never treating me like his sibling, like like I was his kid. Yeah. So uh, I was like 11, I was like 12, 13, like when he found out, like we didn't know who the dad was, but we know he wasn't yeah. at 13. And like we all came outside and they all, like he was like, like basically I, I didn't go out there because it was yeah. weird. And he didn't. Like, give me no money. He gave everyone money. Everyone gifts him money. Give me shit. So they want to look at me. They want to say hi to me. They want to say shit, single word to me. Like, I didn't know the guy. The guy was irrelevant to me almost. So I was like, cool. That's, that's fine. So I was like five or six. Uh, my stepdad came into the picture around five or six. My, my stepdad's white. Yeah. So, uh, so he was the reason why I kind of I, I learned how to treat a woman. Yeah. You know, that's why I respect that because... I would never what know how to, to treat do. a woman, what not to do, not to hit a woman, you know, the morals behind it, what what a man takes to be a man. Yeah. He showed me that, you know, growing up. So it was dope, you know, like, don't get me wrong, we had a little struggles because of financials and stuff. You know? yeah. So there's financial struggles going on in my life. But it was always, it was always chill. And not only that, I had struggles because my, my, my older brother, he has a mental condition. Yeah. So, you know, that's always in its own a struggle. Yeah. Because... That's a struggle in its own. It's a struggle in its own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, so uh, uh, so when he passed, he passed when I was uh, about 11, 11, 10. Okay. And, you know, like, you know, I told you the story. You know, I had to go in there. I had to pick him up in the shower, you know. He How was, did he pass away? He passed away in the shower? He had a he had a condition. He had a cardiomyopathy, something like that, where your heart just gives out mm. instantly. So he just passed out in the shower. And my mom was screaming. I remember waking up. My mom was just screaming, like, yeah. you know, and I just ran into the room and my sister was, everyone was all frantic, but I just ran into the room. I was like, oh shit, what happened? I picked him up, you know, and, and this is the dad that didn't give you money that treated you. No, this is the dad that I ever called dad. This is the only person I ever called dad in my life. I mean, everybody else you hear me call, it's a biological father or sperm donor. I would yeah. never say anything else. That guy was your dad. <laughs> that was, was my boss. dad, you know, yeah. so like in a sense, you know, I picked him up, took him out the shower. And I ran across the neighbor's yard to get the neighbor to come through CPR and shit like that, you know. Um, and I was like 10, 11. And I remember around that time, the pastor used to come to, like, the pastor came to the house. And I was like, you know what? Fuck that. Like, I'm not, I'm not tired of crying in front of people. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not going to sit here, vent my emotions. So I used to go to my room and be like, you know what? Fuck that. Like, I used to bottle everything up. I'm going to tell everybody, whoever listened to this, do not bottle shit up. Because even till today, yeah. I'm fucking 26 years old. And I'm still dealing with issues that I know I was like, bro, like... Because you're trying to work through them now. I'm still trying to work through them now that I knew I should not have held in so long when I was young. I was so rebellious when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a sense. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I went through that and I got, you know, and after that situation, my mom shut down. So, like, as soon as he passed away, my mom basically, when I say shut down, I mean, like, in the room for almost two years straight. Not talking, not 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 saying shit, just mm-hmm. not not nothing, not nothing. It was kind of just like you know, like, like you lost your mom a little bit. Too. You can't like you lost your mom a little bit, and not only that, that was the only person in my life who was ever kind of supportive to me. So you got to remember, I never really had a support system. Like someone yeah. said, like yeah, you're good at football, you're good at this, yeah. you're good at that. So in high school, growing up all through high school, my wrestling, track, football. No one ever came to support me. Yeah. There's nobody but Markel's mom in the stands. Right. And Markel's mom's from Markel. <laughs> she's yeah. there like to kind of give me some cheers if she sees me. Yeah. But like I had nobody of my own that I knew was there just for me to watch me play. S- any S- same, same thing with me, bro. I didn't have Cruz. Yeah. Cruz just take me to Cruz just take me to practice. Cruz just take me to the games. 
that 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 was my that was that was who yeah. I had to support. See, I was used to that, but like when my father came in Predators, because I used to play Predators, yeah. and he was the first person to ever like watch me and like cheer me on. So I started getting used to that low key a little bit. I was like, "Yo, this is nice." And you should get used to. It. You should. You like should get used to that. You, you know, need, like bro. just a yeah. little bit, of like you know, like good job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like I I started enjoying it a little bit, and that was uh. So when it came when it left quick, it was kind of like fuck, man, that's just sucks. So you think like all right, so. Just to summarize, because I think we messed up the timeline because we were asking you questions. Yeah. So you had your 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 father, right, who was in your life for most of the time, or up until eleven. No, a sperm donor who would give his money and groceries. He would he wasn't staying with us in right. the house. But the 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 your father that passed away. How long was he in your life for? He was in my life since I was like five, so till I was eleven, so about seven, eight years. So you, so you had, and that's so when you call I start remembering. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's who you yes. call your father. So, so when he passed away when you were eleven, and then your mom kind of, which understandably shut yeah. down for a couple of years. So then it's like that's like that was my mom, like like that that's like that was my support there. Yes. And then you said when you were thirteen, you found out. You found out that he wasn't your biological dad then? So, yeah. So... Because you thought he was your biological dad the whole time? No. Okay. No, I didn't think he was... <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's, he's quite a shit. I didn't think he was my biological dad. I thought this... the base of my twin brother's dad, who was the one that was always the dickhead, I thought he was. Okay, I got you. you know, I always thought he did was. Did that help you then when you turned... Through, like, when it you found out did. he wasn't? It helped me a little bit because he's always an asshole. He never loved... And he never loved any of us. Like, yeah, yeah, like, like my, You know, but he gave them a little more than he gave me. And, like, especially when he found out, he was like, you know, fuck you. Like, I'm not giving you shit. I'm not even saying hi to you. Yeah. And that was cool. I was like, yeah, I, I really didn't mind it. It didn't bother me at all. Um, so I didn't mind it. Like, you know, then I figured out who my dad, like, my biological like, sperm donor was. And then um, I met him. And then we, we, we met. We went to a restaurant. And we talked. And he just tried to buy me good things. And legit, like, after the first day, you know, because I'm not the type. Because I thought, like, dealing with all that shit, I was like, yo, I'm not about to just sit here and say, hi, dad. Yeah, no, no. Yo, no. I love you, dad. You yeah. know? So, yeah, it's a lot. So, exactly. So, after I met him the first day, I guess he thought that, you know, like, he, I wasn't being, I don't know what he perceived was good enough. And he was like, oh, fuck you guys. Fuck both of you guys. Like, yeah, to my mom, like, fuck you. Like, this, that, and the fourth. Like, talking hella shit. Which it didn't bother me much because I don't like at that point I was in. He was attached. already not. There. I was in attached. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was already. I already got like through some deep shit. So I was like, yo, like all right, fuck. But you, that's nigga. fucked up. It's like, damn, I just met my biological dad. Yeah, and saying, low key, he's saying fuck you. Like low key on the inside, were you a little bit like low key? I'm not gonna lie. On the inside, if you work on yes, this, I'll work on, the, on this. On the inside, I was not. I was the one work on it. Low key on the inside, I was like, bro, you didn't give it an opportunity. To see if there was even a chance, and you want to say fuck us that we could, we you could have even like had said, a relationship. But I said we looked like yo, me and my uh, that, I don't even say stepbrother, the guy who looks like me, that's his son, who looks almost identical to me. Really, weirdly looks closer to me, bro. Like it's just weird. Like yo, your son even looks like me, and like you couldn't like that's crazy. Try to make something work here, but. I didn't. I wasn't. I was at that stage in my life. Where I was really rebellious. So I was like, you know, fuck it. Like I'm right, not gonna right, get wrapped right. up. And I thank God that I was in that stage, so I didn't get heartbroken even more. I was right. like, I was in a really like, fuck this. I'm not gonna get broken more. Fuck right. you. Right. You know. So I, I, I'm proud of myself for that stage in my life. But you know, like it's 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 certain things I went through. That's the reason why my life ended up the way kind of ended. Like you know, like. I was rebellious so much. I, I always said, fuck you to coaches and, and yeah, fuck you didn't this have, and fuck you didn't that. Respect. Because 
I never had a mentor. Yeah. I never had like my father, father figure, figure died so young, and that's the only guy I saw in my life that was kind of like here's guidance. Yeah. yeah. And then everybody else in my life thought I was just a piece of shit that they didn't want to fucking help me. And it was kind of like, all right, like, all right, fuck you too then. Like, yeah. instead of seeing a kid who's kind of like lost, yeah. they saw yeah. somebody who's just a fucking dickhead who, fuck him, I don't want to help him. And that's something for everybody to kind of yeah. you know, take that with you, man. To, like, to you don't know what people went through or why, especially with kids, bro. Like, and he was acting out because that's where he had control in his life. All right. You Everything know, like, that was around, it, like, he didn't have control over that. Yeah. She's right. No, she's right. I, didn't yeah. have, I have control. Like, I can say, know? fuck you, though. You know I can say, fuck you. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I can say, fuck you, you know? Like, and yeah. there's the rocks and shit, you know? So that's that's why I went kind of down the path that went in my life, you know? And, and the fact that also, like, you know, my mom, she used to always, uh, the biggest thing with me was my mom, man. I, I love my mom to death. Like, I'm telling same, you, I don't know what's going to happen. That's my rock, bro. But, like, she, and, and what kind of fucked with me a little bit growing up was the fact that, like, I was kind of her rock. Yeah. And I was only 11. Yeah. So, like, imagine, like, you know, like, she wouldn't come out, but she would come out to, like, cry on my shoulder yeah, every yeah. night. Yeah. So, my mom used to drink almost every day. Almost every day, my mom used to get fucking drunk. And I love my mom to death, but you know she gets drunk and then she would just cry on me, cry on me every yeah. night in the garage, every and, day. And, and as garage. a kid, man, that fucks with. And as an eleven year old, and I'm talking about she's breaking down. I just yeah. like a cry. I'm talking about breaking down. Like I have to pick her up and hold her. Like all right, we're good, we're good. You yeah. know, like and as an eleven year old, it fucks with you, bro. It's that's like, a different fuck. type of drinking too. Like I mean, yeah. I mean, I know I talked about yeah. my experience, and, and but emotional, that's like emotional drinkers. That's, that's like yeah. okay, I gotta be. Strong now I gotta stand up Yep Which is like a different So you know like I I took that in And I was that. That's why like I speak Like I I have so much wisdom And I do I have wisdom I have that knowledge You know like an adult should Yeah But there's certain things About me that I'm still I'm still dealing You're working with, on You know I'm still, still working on Because my mental state Is still not there Like I want it to be Like it's yeah. There's certain things And qualities that I know Because of my childhood It's not where it should be that I'm trying to fix. But man, one of the greatest things is being aware of that. Aware of it, because exactly. Because like seriously, man, if you're not aware of the issues that are in with, that are inside of you that you're going through, whatever that you're trying to deal with, there's no way for you to even start trying to even fix them because yep. it it's it's crazy. Because a lot of people go through the life, man. They have so many issues and they just don't even know they have the issues and. Mm-hmm. They blame everything you're else. right. Like you said, you said you bothered that shit up, and you wish you never did. Oh, I fucking wish I never did. Because now you're working on it now. <laughs> you should, you know, you should talk to Mario. I would love, yeah, you know, my girl. You know, for people yeah, who don't know, my girl. Of course. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because we've been together for eight years, but you should ask her when we first got together, bro. She used to say when we first got together, I used to get fucking drunk, mm-hmm. just stupid. I was a freshman. I was yeah. a freshman. I was like a, a senior in high school and drunk as shit. And then, like, when I got stupid drunk, I just started bawling out. Yeah. <laughs> all the fucking time. Yeah. And you know, it's funny to say now, but, like, yo, like, I used to ball out all the fucking time. I got stupid drunk. Yeah. And she used to be like, yo, what the fuck? What's happening? And I was like, oh, no, 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 my bad, my bad. Like, you don't, you I didn't don't understand mean to let you how to yeah. handle yeah. it. Like, but you get stupid. You get out your mental space, and you don't know how to hold any back anymore because you used to do this for so long, yeah. you know? So I tell people, man, it's. It's the best just let it out. Let it out and, and find your way to, to connect and find your way to get past it. What what triggered you to start, like, working on it? Going from bottled to, like, 
oh, there are some qualities that I understand I'm different on because of the shit I went through. Like, at what point did you start working on it? Well, I knew from the whole, like, Samari situation and drinking. She kind of helped you. Well, the whole drinking situation kind of showed me, like, I had this kind of, like, pent up, like, you know, drinking kind of, I got of, a like, little bit of an issue. <clears throat> yeah, because you know when you drink, it's kind of like, yo, that low, 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 low key issue. Some comes if you get out. fucked up. Suppressing it comes out. Yeah, you suppress it so far that you can only get to a different mind space to get it come out. Right. So, like... When I started seeing that with Samari and I started seeing what I was doing, like I kept doing that. It was it wasn't just once. It was like like four or five times. I used to get fucked up pretty bad, you yeah. know? Like I was like, "All right, like I I have some issues that I have to work on." And the way I was treating people too, I realized I was being a dickhead not because I wanted to. I was being a dickhead cuz it's just like your the- tolerance was different. Like you're <coughs> like like you're I mean, you tell me, but I like you you went through such a high uh tolerance of like pain and like like disappointment and all this shit that your sympathy for other things that normal oh, yeah. normal people might yeah. think yeah no it is oh, went. Yeah. it is that's why you're, we said you were on the spectrum a while back yeah a lot of people yeah, say yeah. that's why a lot of people think i'm a dickhead a lot of people say oh, you're such an asshole it's it's not that i'm an asshole is that i i find it hard to find empathy for things that a lot of typical people find empathy for. because because you went through so much bad shit that it's like but this is nothing yeah, exactly it's, it's like kinda, sh- it's sh- very hard up. for me to be like oh wow you're you're dwelling so much off of this situation like it's like yeah. for me it's kind of like but, ah. but but you're also comparing it to like the things you went through and how yeah, you and, and how, but like the things you went through and how you dealt with it. So you said, "Oh, if I went through this and I did this, then you you going through that and you doing this is is you overreacting." But in reality, maybe that's how yeah, you shouldn't compare. No, but maybe that's how it should be reacted to. But but you're comparing it to how you reacted. You get what yeah. I'm saying? No, People yeah, cope no, a lot of things huh? about my People reactions. Oh, one other yeah. percent. Like for me with death, I I I don't know. It's like really weird. I can't cry when people die. Like I don't, I don't get, I get sad, but it's also kind of like a point of me that's like, you know what, man? They're not on this fucking shitty earth anymore. They're actually somewhere that's probably more enjoyable. So, you know so, I mean? so Samari kind of gave you a little bit of like a mirror or a little bit like that. You, you try to be better for her a little bit. Well, Samari gave me a mirror. You got to realize I have five siblings. Four, yeah, I yeah. mean, at that time I had four siblings and my brother, my brother came in like right when my dad died. So he was like a baby baby. Yeah. So uh, I had four siblings and we all end up, if you look at us all, we all have different paths. We yeah, all have yeah. different mindsets. We all have different. I mean, my younger brother was in jail and he was very, he's very aggressive still. You know, my yeah. sister is very uh, aggressive in her own way. Like we all have our own different traits and qualities, but that's what showed me kind of like, all right, bro, like, you have issues, and I know I had issues. I knew I fucking had issues. That's yeah. that's besides the point. It's it's more so of how can I how can I get this fixed? You know, like I it's never gonna be a fix, but how can I get this to a point where it's like, all right, man, like it's not hindering my success. We're it's good not enough. hindering yeah. my mm-hmm. issues. You know, because because mm-hmm. you'll you'll your sympathy level or your empathy level will probably never change, and that's no, what, that's hard. that's true for a lot it's of hard. people. Like yeah. Santi's sympathy level is zero. Yeah, you know what I mean, because of what he went through, you know, and that will never change, you know what I mean. But and that, but like, like you said, like some of those things that are hindering you, yeah, yeah, is what's so working. I think I think things start becoming an issue when it affects your daily life. Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. but thing is though, that's that's an issue too, because I feel like my mental does affect my daily life. Yeah, my mental, my mental has been my biggest issue since I was like sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, 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 and I only say it's an issue because. I'm willing to address so so my issues. Like I'm willing to address the fact that I think I have an issue in my head. You know, what, like what are things that you do to help you, um, like 
Work on it now. Work on it, yeah. To get better. So, like, for now, like, I, I, I do a lot of affirmations. You know, I do a lot of YouTubing, you know, like, motivational videos. Like, things to even forget. I never really had a support system. And I was kind of my, always my own cheerleader growing up. My own cheerleader mm-hmm. always growing up. So, it's very hard for me to think I'm going to fail and everything. It's very yeah. easy and hard. Easy easy for me to think I'm going to fail. Easy for me to think that this isn't going to work out. This is going to be yeah. stupid. So, I'm doing things to kind of mold my brain differently. Like, you know, to kind of like, all right, bro, like, this guy's doing it. You could fucking do it. Like, you know, like, you watching this video, you could do yeah, it. Like, yeah, you know, like, because I have so many detrimental things that could be like, you know what, like, you're going to fucking fail anyways. I can always be negative only because of what I went through, but it's like, kind of like I'm trying to find a way to, to be positive. Like, you know, like, I don't need a cheerleader. I could be my own cheerleader, but find a way to do it in a, in a, in a, in a way that actually push me. Yeah. Motivationally, that's that's like uh, it seems like that's definitely like the bl- you got a lot of shit out of all that. Yeah, but there there were like just like anything, there the, there's a couple blessings that came from yeah. it. Because I'll tell you what, man, a lot of people that always had that support system, you know, yeah, uh, they never know how to support themselves. Like, like not, they never learn how yeah. to be that self cheerleader, right? Yeah. Like they they kind of need somebody to reassure them all the time. You don't need anybody to reassure you for shit. And that's 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 a superpower that you kind of develop through your shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think that's a definitely a blessing in it. And then the other blessing, if you ask me, even though you're still working through it, you know what I mean? Uh like we're, you're 26, you know what I mean? Like with, like yeah, yeah, it's it's been a long time, but I mean like you, there's a guy right in that room over there that's 56 that's still my, working on his shit. My, you know my step pops mid 30s, bro. Yeah, so it's that's like that's great. That's you know what I mean. Like that, you're, like you're, right, you're, you're doing good, bro. The it's, positives of it, at least, you know. Like I said, like it's true. One of the things was my stepfather wasn't even aware of it until like after us for years, like hounding him about it. Is I think especially my mom. I'm pretty sure him him and my mom had some conversations together. They got him open as that, that helping, and I think I think he didn't. I don't think he was even like fully aware. Until he's like mid thirties, and like the fact that you're aware now, bro, and you're even wanting to work on for that is is is, is, so you is think, big. You think, like if from hearing what you're saying and from kind of knowing you, it definitely does seem like Samari, and the fact that your mom and a lot of your family members look to you to be the strong one, and you kind of had to like do it. Oh yeah, kind of forced you to work on it. The earlier re- than maybe you would have if not right the reason i mean the reason why everything is is because i was like the father at 11 years old yeah. i was the one even today if you look at you know, i show you my phone bro my brother jeremy sierra julian they all call me yeah they all vent to me my younger brother they all i am legit the yeah. glue like i'm their own glue yeah in a sense and that's 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 a weight that's a lot of weight but that that's what helped you start working on it i think you know because yeah because say you go through all that shit right and then you didn't have to grow up for your mom you didn't have to grow up for your family members and shit and you were able to just go go on your own and suppress that would have been, been bad different. I feel like that would have been bad, maybe, yeah, right? It would have. You could have. You could have easily drifted through your twenties, drinking and shit like oh, that. Oh fuck yeah! By yourself. <laughs> like, I don't gotta do nothing for nobody. Like fuck oh, these yeah. people, you know. And then maybe that's why a lot of people don't start working on it until they're in their thirties, because that's when they end up trying to find stability yep. or or get with somebody that shows them stability. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like, then it's and like shows them that path. Like fuck, I'm already thirty five. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now I gotta work on it. Like. 
So it's it's like just kind of like Zach, where it's like that hard situation following the biggest trauma that you have or traumas that you have kind of forced you to work through it earlier, yeah. which is a fucking blessing. No, yeah. At the end of the day, like I, I agree with you. It, yeah. it, it forced me to to grow up. Early, like it's half and half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's cons, but the pro is that I did grow. I did grow up faster than I needed to, and I was able to be wiser. And like, the hardships aren't as hard now compared to when I was younger. So it's mm. kind of like, all right, fuck you. <laughs> I get that. I didn't get this. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. So it kind of molds you to be uh, stronger in a mm. sense. It's it's it kind of sucks too because it's like all right because just learning from your situation. If I ever bumped in, if my kid or if I had like a nephew, just any kid. That went through crazy trauma, right? That happened. Like, that. you're not removing that, right? Yeah. It's almost like to coddle the kid at that point might be detrimental a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, who knows? You know, like, sometimes once you go through a certain trauma, like, now, now you have to work through it a different way. That's why kids that are from the ages of 14 to 18 never get adopted. Because they're jumping from house to house and they can't. They can't, like, receive that love. They're on fuck you. Yeah. They're yeah. like, who the fuck are you? Like, I'm going to get a new um, foster mom tomorrow. Like, I'm not going to see you it. again. Yeah. And and it's kind of like them not, like, they kind of got that support. Just enough support to where, to where, okay, I got a little food. I can sleep. You know, I don't have to be there for anybody. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I mean. Like, putting that extra, like, hey, you got to nut up or shut up right now. Like, it's yeah. the situation you got put in when every, when the dust settled. It was like, yo, you got to be here for your moms. You got to be here for your family and stuff. And and it makes you think it's like sometimes that tough love is necessary at a certain point or not tough love. But like, you know, um, like if you got coddled at that point, you could have been a dick. You could have remained worse. You think? I don't know. Honestly. Or it could have helped. It depends. I mean, I feel like if he... I mean, like, for example, he was saying no one was going to his games and stuff like that. Maybe if someone was showing helped. up to his games and be like, oh, my God, Jacob, you're doing amazing. You I, know, just like that, that little right glimpse. There. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. if you look at bullies, they're That's bullying it. people, right? They're calling people names. When you look at their lives, they're going through crazy shit behind Themselves, them. Yeah. And if they have somebody that gives them that stability, that love, that nurturing, it can change. It, you can change. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like yeah. being coddled and then just having like the basic life support is different. Yeah. For sure. You know what I mean? That's a basic human it's, right. Yeah. Like, it could be very true that that was just a happy coincidence that that second layer of your life of having to be strong and that bullshit. Because that fucks with people. But it's still, alone it's still detrimental, that. though. That's, a, that's, that's yeah. why we can't let go of the fact, though. Because like. Yeah, if I got coddled, it could have been a little better, maybe in a sense. But I mean, even this part is still detrimental. I still am dealing with mental issues. I'm trying to figure out myself. So yeah, it's like yeah, you yeah. can't say it's there's no perfect it's right or wrong. There's, yeah. no, there's, there's no, no I feel like there's no perfect way. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> man. I'll tell you what. Parenting has got to be like one of the hardest things in this world, bro. <laughs> right? right? Well, it's, it's, well, it's all about balancing, man. I don't have no kids. Be so the best parent you can, so they don't bro, get fucked honestly, up. Honestly, man, just. And it's crazy. Do your best. From man. just from from experience, it's like we only remember certain things from our childhood, yep. right? But you remember that shit when you were five, Clear as day. three, whatever. Like when you were in, like little kid. And another good example is like Christian's pops. Like when he t- he he's sixty, no fifty, sixty two, sixty two, and he he opened up to Christian just recently about some shit. Just little. He didn't really, you know, like just things said to him and things like. Like whenever he tried to show emotion that he remembers yeah. 
when he's 62. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's yeah. just like, so, and to make this more positive, it's like, so if those negative things can stick with you until you're 62, just imagine what, if you instill the positive things and if you instill yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, like just this podcast kind of stuff that we do, you know what I mean? Like the way we talk about stuff, the way we try to work through stuff and open up, you know, and yeah. try to be vulnerable in it. It's like, if you instill that in your kid, like, what is that going to do for him? And you can yeah. change the next generation that way. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. And, and, and you'll be surprised, man. Like, and like what we're going through right now, I know there might people who are listening and they're like, oh, that's it. That's nothing, blah, blah. I know a lot of people have it a lot worse than me. 100%. A lot, a lot worse than yeah. all of us. For and sure. I understand that. And um, prayers to anybody who, who has gone through it, anybody that's currently going through it, man, if you're currently going through things and... Things may be tough or whatever, and you guys listening to this, man, just know that that th- there's there's always a light in the end of the tunnel, man. Just just try to keep your head clean, try to do the best that you can. I know that it's hard and it's easier said than done, but just keep pushing and doing your Push thing. And through, just, yeah, that's what Jacob's story says for me. Yeah. Is like that's you get every like you go through all that, and then you get this second wave where you have every yeah. reason to say to break down and say fuck it, mm-hmm. and then but like look what happens when you don't. Yeah. It becomes it becomes a blessing almost when you yeah. don't break down. Like it becomes, yeah. damn. That's the reason why I'm working on it in my 20s instead of my 30s was because I had to, you know, stand up and nut up and, and get people my. People are looking for him. Yeah. People are are expecting him to answer that phone. You know, like. Yep. And it's crazy have that, too. Can, Look at like this, bro. Said, yeah. Like you become you you instantly become the thing that you were missing. You know what I mean? Which is Ooh. crazy, bro. That's, Ooh, that's, that's, that's a good crazy. ass phrase, right yeah. there. Hell yeah, you know. And and that's strength, good and, and that's that's just deep. That shit that you should carry with you, man. Like like, and and like I said, you know, like because I I do think like some type of like, the, like the best people in the world went through shit. The yeah. most successful yeah. people in the world went through stuff and Gotta eat shit. And yeah. those that haven't, you could tell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you could tell. But it's a fine line. You know what I mean? It's definitely a fine line, but. Yeah, man. This is good. This is great, bro. I appreciate y'all for opening up, too. Um, You guys are very vulnerable. And Christian, our resident social worker, I appreciate you for being here for us, letting us open up. Yes, ma'am. I think think this was a great episode. I think I I appreciate you guys. I want to hug you guys. Like that was like so amazing. It was good. It was great. Um, and to end it out, to close it out, you want to put the yeah. I already got it. We got we got. So we started off the you know the intro audio was kind of like what is trauma and how it's kind of registered in the brain. Fast forward, we kind of go through what 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 we went through in our lives and stuff, and we kind of want to close it out with another audio that kind of I feel like. More motivational. A little it's bit. like how, man. Yeah. Let, let's. This is how you get through it a little bit. You yeah, know what I mean? Or definitely. a motivation. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. a motivation mm-hmm. for those yeah. that are going through worse than what we talked about, or yeah. or less. Like again, everybody goes through it differently. Yep, definitely. And if you guys listen all the way through, we do appreciate you guys. And, yes, um, we love you. I know, man. We we opened up. We opened up deep in this, man. We told you guys, so, man. I told I told you guys some things that I haven't told a lot of people in my life. You know what I mean? So like. It is what it is, you know. And we 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 put on an open sleeve. We just told you guys straight out how it is, and um, we're not. We're, like I said, we're not comparing ourselves to anybody else. Um, so if you guys had it worse, then um, I'm I'm sorry, man. I hope really hope and we that know people saying, that's had it. Worse. Yeah, one thousand percent. So so don't think that we're trying to come with like a pity party thing because nothing like that. But we just wanted to share out with you guys like maybe, like what we went through 
and how we got through and stuff like that. And maybe it will help inspire, help people get through their own situations and help maybe inspire them to want to attack some things that they're maybe going through mentally. Or maybe, you know, it just helps you maybe become self-aware of some things maybe that you have from your childhood and stuff like that. So 100%, um, man. We're, just try, we're just trying to bring positivity and just try to bring some love. You know, I know it's kind of a little bit more of a sadder episode than what we normally do. And if you guys did listen all the way do way uh, all the way through, we do appreciate you guys. It's an inspiring episode. One thousand percent. Yeah, I, I was gonna say. I was gonna say it might be like a little bit on the more sad side, but look, I want you guys to look at it positive and you know look at look at what we went through and where we're at, and just know that anything is possible, man. And where we're at right now is not going to be anything compared to where we're at in the future. Don't don't let your 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 past struggles and your past anchors hold you down for what you can do. We can achieve in the future, hands yeah. down. And this is Pocket Watches. Uh, Perspective, you know yeah. what I mean. Like if, if you understand, you guys know if you want to go see some real situations, some real bottoms, and 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 how they became successful, you know you could go find that man. Definitely, one hundred percent. But other than that, I think we're pretty much good. Anybody want to add anything? That's it, man. Enjoy this That's audio it. at the end, man. All right, pocket watch out, guys. Pocket watch out. Pocket watch out. Much emotion and feeling you may have, or how much hurt you may have, life has to go on. Life doesn't stop mm-hmm. anybody. So if you don't process that and understand that. You're stuck in whatever time period you got hurt forever. So grudges and anger and negativity, I don't have time for it because I'm living to do so much positive things. I can't stand in the past and bathe in what was wrong. No matter how much emotion and feeling you may have or how much hurt you may have, life has to